You're listening to The Upland Rookie, a podcast presented by Upland Brits. What's going on, rookies? And welcome to episode 30 of the Upland Rookie Podcast. I'm your host, Will Larson. And as always, this is presented by Upland Brits. Also presented by Yukonuba Sporting Dog, Gunner Kennels, Trinity Bertans, and Pointer Traditions. Speaking of Trinity Bertans, Moose just had a fantastic uh, American Field uh, trial win against some big old pointers. Uh, that was pretty cool to see. Uh, I know Josh posted something uh, a few days ago, and uh, dogs are stacked up with their ribbons and, and their placement, and you got in third this this awesome-looking pointer, second, another great-looking pointer, big, white, muscular dogs, and in first, this little freaking 34-pound uh, Epignol Breton. So that was pretty cool to see. Uh, Josh, well done uh, getting him out there. I know you got him with a friend uh, working on trialing and, and all that big running stuff. So uh, well done. That was that was pretty cool. Um, hey guys, this is episode 30 of the podcast. Uh, thank you for hanging in with me 30 episodes in. That's pretty freaking cool. Um, yeah, it's been a blast. Uh, I got a question for you. We are, we are on Thanksgiving week, um, my favorite week of the year. I don't know why exactly, but it's uh, a whole, of spe- I guess a lot of special memories, uh, a lot of excitement, anticipation, Thanksgiving, it's just a, probably my favorite holiday. Um, the whole week leading up, a couple days after, I take some time off work, um, extra time with the family, all that good stuff. So many good things around Thanksgiving. Um, but I was kind of thinking through, hey, what do I want to talk about on the podcast today? What are you thankful for? Now, that's such a <laughs> broad question. It's open-ended, whatever. Um, but as it relates, uh, let's talk to, to uh, maybe your personal life, your family, uh, hunting, your dogs. Uh, I was reflecting back a little bit on uh, some of my hunts this year. And uh, I've, I've had some great, great time uh, this year. We're about halfway through the season uh, in most states that, that I hunt. And uh, I was just thinking back on, on some of the time I've spent with my dog, some of the memories, some of the birds we've gotten to shoot, um, the long drives, the, the crappy hotels, the, the camping, the pouring rain that I drove, in, drove into Nebraska and, you know, up to my campsite and it's raining sideways and some of these some of these memories that stick out um but thinking through like what are was it for you what are some of the memories uh so far this season that have uh have just are stuck with you uh, maybe it's time to break out that journal uh break out that hunting log or whatever you're doing to keep track of you know your hunts your dogs you know, who you hunt with uh, we've talked about that quite a bit on the podcast just Trying to write down, record some of these uh, some of these moments and memories to be able to look back on. Uh, maybe it's time to to break that break that out again. Take a look through it and and kind of reflect back on some of the times that you've had with your dog and friends and family uh, in the field this year. Um, again, we're we're late November right now, and uh, man, I I've had a hell of a season. Um, 
started out strong in September, on a little bit in October, a little bit in November. Um, and uh, gosh, I mean, I think back to uh, yeah, the Montana hunt. I mean, so many good memories up there. Just just being there, I think, was a, was a highlight for me. And just thankful for the time I was able to take off and, and the wife was able to hold down the fort with the kids. Um, I think about the, the first prairie chicken I shot uh, back in October over Gage. Um, that one, that one, you know, that's, that memory is going to live rent free in my mind for a long time. And, uh, on, on the anniversary, uh, on the anniversary of my dad's passing, I was able to shoot that bird, um, silver, a great point, uh, with some great friends. And so that, that one sticks out, uh, to me. Uh, we've had some, some great, uh, I guess we've only done one trial. Yeah. Only done one trial this year. We did a Nastra trial. That was fantastic. Totally new experience. Um, just had so much fun. I was so thankful I was able to uh, get out and do something like that. Um, so what is it for you? Uh, have you traveled to a new state? Have you uh, picked up a new dog? What, like what's that, what's that piece that you just sit back? Uh, you're going to sit around the Thanksgiving table this year. And, uh, and that's going to become on the tip of your brain. Uh, what are some of the memories you've made with, with family in the field and some of the missed shots and stories and, uh, you know, so many things. I, I just saw someone online, their, their dog got porcupine quills in the mouth and some of those things. I mean, yeah, it's, it's tough to, you know, have things not go exactly how you plan, but uh, the, the memories that that makes uh, for you is priceless, I, I say. It's, it's so priceless. And, uh, and maybe it's, it's family. Maybe the family stuff's going to come up in your mind and, and just uh, work, your, your wife, your kids, your spouse, um, whatever it might be. I mean, that's, that's always first and foremost for me. Um, haven't, uh, haven't got out hunting as much as I, I wanted to in the last several weeks. Just had a lot of family commitments here. Work's been, been super busy and, uh, just trying to navigate through all that and, and get my priorities straight. Um, so yeah, I think my dogs are a little bit mad at me. <laughs> we haven't been, uh, been out too much. I was out to Nebraska. Um, I had a fantastic hunt out there with a good friend who's actually the guest on our podcast today. Uh, Zach Goodrich. Um, that was, that was a fantastic hunt. Uh, was able to, uh, get into three different species of uh, upland birds out there just in two days of hunting. And, uh, that was another good memory, <laughs> another good memory. But anyways, uh, I'm going to wrap this up, but again, Thanksgiving week coming up here. So much to be thankful for. Um, so think about, you know, what is it for you that, uh, sticks out in your mind that you are just thankful for. If you want, shoot me a message, feel free. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll repost some uh, on the Instagram page. So, you know, put it on your stories, you know, write a little something, what you're thankful for. Tag the Upland Rookie Podcast. I'll share it on the stories and uh, would love to see kind of uh, as we head into Thanksgiving 2021, uh, you know, what you are thankful for as it relates to hunting or family. Again, those are basically my two priorities, <laughs> two priorities in life. So um, anyways, guys, uh, I got a little bit of a cold here. Um, don't worry. I don't think it's the Rona. Um, I've already had that. So I think I'm okay. But anyways, um, we're going to dive into the episode. This is with Zach Goodrich. Um, Zach and I have followed each other online for quite a while. Um, he runs a great little Brittany uh, Packer. Yes, after the Green Bay Packers, I know. Um, which my son actually really likes the Packers. So, and being from Chicago, that is quite troublesome. Um, 
anyways, <laughs> so Zach and I recorded this a few weeks ago, and actually shortly after we recorded this, we were able to hunt together um, over in Nebraska, and man, just had a fantastic hunt. Uh, really, really loved uh, getting to um, hunt with Packer and, and Zach, and uh, man, just a great, great Brittany. Um, works really well, listens well. One of the things I, I like to, to highlight is when people don't run collars on their dogs, no e-collars, and man, Packer, he just listens super well. Uh, Zach doesn't run an e-collar on him, never trained him with an e-collar, and uh, he just, he handles really well. Um, Zach and, and Packer just have this really, really cool bond that um, Zach just kind of trained him old school and, you know, check cord and whistle and um, so anyways, Zach, well done. Just done working with this dog. He's a fantastic little dog. Um, I got audio interference right now, but anyways. Um, so anyways, Zach, thank you again. So fun hunting with you. And, uh, we're going to jump right into episode 30. Uh, again, don't forget, leave a rating and review on Apple podcasts. Uh, that would be fantastic. And, uh, it's going to help the show get out to more hunters just like you. All right, guys, take care. Have a great Thanksgiving. So I know it's going to happen one day. Um, a buddy of mine, he just, he just went to Nebraska today. I think his kid was off school. He took his kid out and uh, he sent me a picture. They got a couple of roosters and uh, there's snow on the ground. I couldn't believe yeah. it. Yeah. We got uh, three to four inches up here. Dang. That's wild. Something yeah. must've came through what Wyoming then. Cause we didn't, we got a little bit of rain today, but not much. Yeah. It, it started drizzling right yesterday morning at sunup and it drizzled all day. And then, it started snowing right about time the sun went down. And so all those trick or treaters had a fun time. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's tough. That's really tough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yesterday um, we had the, uh, got the kids out trick or treating and all that. And it was pretty, pretty decent weather. It was, I mean, put them in jackets and everything and they all did fine. So it was like mid forties and it was fine, but nice today it turned. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> turned. It, like you said, it, it was cloudy here all day and most of the snow melted off the streets, but it's uh like I said, it, uh, it, 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 it snowed. So yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. First man. snow of the year. Yeah. Well, it's exciting. That's bring oh, the first snow is always, there's it's like Christmas mornings. There's like excitement <laughs> around it. You know, it's just, I don't know. It just puts a different spin on things Yes. when there's yeah, fresh it was snow. Wet. It was oh, wet. There was a kid across the street. They were making uh, snowmen. So it was, oh, geez. it was good snow. So <laughs> that's the good stuff. That's like Chicago snow. I used to, I'm from Chicago. And so we used to get that real, a lot of the heavy, wet snow out there. Oh yeah. So was, uh, Probably got all that lake effect snow then too. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the wind and the lake effect, everything was <laughs> <laughs> not, not fun. I do not miss it. Um, but awesome, man. Well, let's just, we'll kind of jump right in. I'm excited to uh, get to know you a little more and, and talk yeah. hunting and dogs and all that good stuff. So we'll just jump in, um, put us on the map. Where, where are you talking to us from? So I am in Sydney, Nebraska. Sydney. Okay. So oh, you're about, not that far from me. Nope. We're hundred miles from Cheyenne and we're 160 miles from Denver. Okay. Very cool. So, yeah, Sydney was where, you know, you still have a Cabela's there, don't you? We do. Yeah. yeah. And that's, then their headquarters used to be out of Sydney. Yep. There's two big okay. corporate offices here and okay. uh, I think they use a little bit of it, but I think for the most part, I don't, I think it's fairly empty. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause I think they moved to what, uh, Missouri or something like that. I think they moved there. Springfield. Okay. Well, very cool. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, just give us, give us a two minute overview of who is, uh, who is Zach? Who's Zach? Um, I, um, 
grew up hunting. Um, my dad hunted since he was a kid. And, and so that's always been in our kind of in our heritage. And, and, and so my dad took us hunting and, um, graduated high school and I kind of got away from it and stopped hunting for quite a long time. And here about three, four years ago, I, I got a dog and reignited the whole, the whole thing. Nice. Um, and it's kind of an outlet for me. Um, I have a pretty, pretty stressful job. I'm a patrol sergeant for the sheriff's office up here. Okay. And so I, uh, kind of nice to, you know, when it's time to go out in the field and forget about work and all yeah, those, you just take your dog things. and go. <laughs> yep. You just, just get out there and, and, uh, enjoy. So that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, I, I didn't know you, you just got back into it more recently. That's, that's really cool. Yep. Yeah. Like I said, I, I, I had stopped. I mean, I, 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 you know, had just had not gone out. Life happens. Yeah. Yeah. It did. Life happened. Had a busy, busy job and pretty, pretty demanding. And, and as one of those things where at that time I didn't have a dog, we had uh, some dogs growing up and then um, met some people and kind of got re kind of like reintroduced into a dog. Yeah. they, They had a Brittany. Okay. We had Britney's growing up. Okay, nice. And so they had uh, a Britney, and I was like, "Well, it'd be really nice to, you know, get a Britney again." Yeah. And they reached out to me and said, "Hey, we know some people that are a kennel that's got a litter of Britneys that they had a pup from, and mm-hmm. and that kennel." And I reached out to them and I put my deposit down, and you know, <laughs> I can t- I can tell this conversation is going to go really well <laughs> already. <laughs> Two Britney and so, guys, and so I I got it and. Like you said, it was, it's probably the best thing that's happened to me, you know, getting back into it. Cause it's, yeah. it's like a, it's like a sickness. It's it never, <laughs> it never, it never stops. It, it doesn't man. That's when, you know, it, that bug kind of got you. It's where it kind of becomes what you think about and, you know, it, yes. take, it takes over in a good way. Um, again, families and jobs and all that there's, those are absolutely top priority and important, but, um, it, it, bird dogs and honey, it kind of becomes the more you're in it and the more you dedicate to it. I think it, it can become more of a, um, just a lifestyle really. Like, you know, my kids are all about it now. We're always talking about, you know, training dogs and pigeons and birds and all sorts of stuff. It's just, it's opened up a lot of cool conversations. Yeah. And, and I, I tell you, I met my, the girlfriend I have now. Um, that's how I kind of met her. I was, Oh, nice. Um, had gone out to Lander, Wyoming two years ago to go to that bird festival. I was kind of an upland or a bird okay. film festival that they oh, had cool. there. So I loaded the camper up and drove out there and, and, uh, we, uh, um, she saw some pictures I posted, uh, hiking up in the mountains Oh, nice! and met her through at, at she worked at the district court here and okay. she commented about it. And yeah, so I, we just kind of chatted back and forth for a few months and, September 1st came around and dove, dove season started and grouse season started. And I just asked her if she wanted to go out and go dove. <laughs> nice. Yes and, nice. You know, it's those doves that got her. <laughs> yeah. Ever since, you know, and you know, two years later we're, you know, like I said, we just finished our second uh, opening season together. So that's exciting. Yeah. I yeah. saw you guys have been posting some pictures and, and getting out there together. That's, that's pretty awesome. So, did um so growing up hunting did you guys did you guys grow up deer hunting turkey just upland like was was upland a part of your your childhood growing up or not really yeah it was it um 
So my dad grew up in eastern Nebraska, kind of back in the heyday of when you just walked the road ditches and <laughs> shot a limit of pheasants. And and um, he had a uh, mixed breed. He had a black lab, Brittany mix puppy okay. dog. And so he did that. And then, you know, obviously traveled into, he had three other brothers that did it. And um, so we, you know, every opening pheasant season, my dad would always get ready to go pheasant hunting. Yeah. And, you know, I had to wait till I could walk on my own. He wasn't <laughs> some, some of that Nebraska grass is uh, pretty thick. <laughs> and so he, he's like, well, when, if you can follow along and, and not lag behind, you can go. And then, yeah. so when that time came, it was, it was, you know, got me hooked. And then I completed hunter safety and started, started doing, going hunting, pheasant hunting with my, with my yeah. dad and my uncles. And so, and then obviously it was always, pheasant season started and then usually two weeks later deer season started so we would we would travel back to eastern nebraska and you know go deer hunting as well okay very cool very cool and uh and so so you talked a little bit about you know again after high school you kind of got out of it got away from it a little bit um so getting back into it what was like what was kind of a thing that just pushed you over the edge to you know get your own dog again and and get back into upland hunting what, what kind of pushed you over the edge and it was, it was probably hunting over, um, that, um, that guy's Brittany. Mm. And so I went, he had he invited me to go hunting and we went hunting and I just kind of saw that and that dog working again and getting back out there and just kind of, it's like, wow, I'm, I'm missing something, you know, mm. you know, and, and so that seeing that again and, and getting the chance to, to buy that Brittany was, uh-huh. you know, I think the thing that really got me back into it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anytime you bring dogs into the equation, I feel it just <laughs> can seal the deal. Yes. And, and like I said, I think, um, I think that's probably the reason it, it, it stuck, you know, is, is, is getting the dog. And so yeah. I would, like you said, I definitely that, that, you know, reactivation part of that R3 pro, you know? Yeah, totally. Getting, you know, getting of, back of into getting it, reigniting. Yeah. I think about reigniting that passion. And again, what you saw growing up, you experienced it, you had a taste of it. You, you know, you got to live that for years. Um, it, it just, yeah, it sounds like it, that whole passion just got reignited for you. Oh yeah. And, and like I said, it was one of those jumping in right away. I mean, because it was when I got, you know, so I got him and it would have been a, like a November. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't hunt with him that whole winter sure. time. You know, and, and then the spring came, we just kind of started working. Um, I had a, a friend out here that would go to some of these exotic wild game swap meets and uh-huh. I said, Hey, do they ever have any pigeons? Yeah. <laughs> there so, you go. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. So I said, pick me up some pigeons. So he would yeah. go out to this meet and pick me up pigeons and bring them back. And <laughs> the I'd people, the people we meet <laughs> owning, yeah. owning bird dogs and trying to get our hands on pit training birds and, I've, I've met some interest. There's a couple, couple bird guys in my area that I, uh, that I'll text when I need birds and it, it feels, it feels like a drug deal sometimes going down because <laughs> there's this like Texas random guy. I don't even know his name. I'll text him. Like, hey, you got any birds? He's like, I got three come, come at noon. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's, just, it's just super weird. <laughs> um, Zach, when, uh, so Nebraska, you know, grew up uh, hunting pheasant. When did you f- first kind of, uh, I guess maybe when you got reintroduced, but like, when did you learn about other species and like the quail and the grouse and the prairie chickens, Nebraska has some really cool opportunities. Like when did, did that all just kind of come about naturally once you got back into it? 
Um, so growing up and at that time in Eastern Nebraska, um, pretty much all they had was quail. So, I mean, okay. hunting, you know, you'd occasionally see a pheasant here and there. And when you saw one, it was, it was pretty rare. Hmm. And so most of the stuff I started on was, was Bob White's and, and, and doing that. And then, um, obviously coming back, living out in Western Nebraska, your, your chances of seeing pheasants obviously went up considerably. Hmm. So, um, so obviously hunting pheasants and stuff like that. And then I would say moving to the grouse, the sharp tails and the prairie chickens came when um, a couple of things, just listen to some other people's podcasts. Mm. So when I got um, Packer, uh, who's the, my Brittany, um, I kind of started listening to Ron's podcast and you know we'd go on walks and I'd put my headphones in <laughs> there you go. and we'd just walk for a couple hours and, and, and kind of just hearing all these different things. And then when uh, the Nebraska game of parks came out with that upland slam. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. Yep. And I think that was kind of one of those things that's like, Hey, I'd really like to, to complete that and, and do, and make that happen. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. That's um. and so uh, here's a question. Have you completed it? I have completed it. Nice. So last, last year I completed. It was my first year. Congrats. Yep. Thank that's you. a, that's a, that's a feat. That's a feat to uh, accomplish. So, and I think the toughest one for me was to find the quail. Really? Okay. Yeah. And, okay. and so I, I, my first year was, uh, I, the, the prairie chicken or I'm sorry, the sharp tails and the pheasants. And then I stumbled across like the last day of the season. <laughs> I, st- I found a covey of prairie chickens. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's so awesome. That's, um, well, go ahead. Oh, and then my second year, again, I, I it, just trying to find those, those quail again, I couldn't yeah. make it happen. And then the third year I finally stumbled upon them. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I was going to say that, yeah, the prairie chicken. So I, I got one this year, thankfully. Um, and in my mind, which to, to, in my mind, it still is probably the hardest. Cause I just, I've only seen that one covey. I, 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 I shot that co- uh, one from the covey, uh, this October and, uh, I just, I mean, I almost was brought to tears when, uh, my dog Gage was bringing it back. Um, for some reason I thought it was a sharp tail. I find a lot of sharp tail now. Um, I know what they look like. I know how they fly all that. And so birds got up and I think I was so doubtful that I was going to find a prairie chicken that I was like, Oh, it's probably a sharp tail. You know, that's cool. Whatever. And, uh, sure enough, Gage is bringing this bird back and the closer he gets, I'm like, wait, it doesn't look exactly like a, a sharp tail. It's a little different. Um, so we, we kind of, I would say stumbled on by accident a little bit. Um, but they're, they're cool. They, and they look more similar to a sharp tail than I thought they would. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 if you haven't seen a lot of them, um, you definitely, you know, I think the big thing is square tail. Yeah. They've got yeah. that square tail. Um, they fly almost similar. Yeah. They, you know, they're, their, their wings have those, those spots on them. Like a Sharpie does, yeah. um, which those are similar, the coloration similar, but they do have those stripes, right? The stripes on their chest that, that those are pretty uh, significant that, 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 that are more. different. And I tell you this, this, um, I tried a new spot this, this, this past Sunday, we went and tried a couple new spots, um, that we'd never hunted before this, this last weekend. And, um, I told my girlfriend Taz, I said, Hey, we're going to go up to this field. And just so you're aware, it's pretty far North to buy some breaks. Mm-hmm. And, um, we're kind of getting to some more pasture ground. 
And I said, Hey, we might find some, some sharp tails. Yeah. So, I mean, and we're, and we're, um, I've never, where I would went, I've never seen prairie chickens ever before. Sure. You know, and I, I figured we were far enough West. That it wouldn't be, you know, when Packer locks up on point moving up as she had seen my Taz had seen some birds kind of flying. And so yeah. she said, Hey, I saw them. I think they landed up here. So we worked up this hillside, locked up on point and a covey gets up of, Oh, maybe 10 or maybe 15. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up knocking one down and, dogs bringing the bird back and next thing i know i see this square tail no way like, holy cow that's 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 not a that's not a shark tail that's what i thought they were with yeah. shark tails when they got up and no it was prairie chicken that's crazy so that's the furthest west i'd seen them and wow furthest, you know that i'd seen them so yeah it was only i mean not very far from you know within a half hour's drive here from the house that's crazy wow so, that's yeah that's kind of similar to mine i thought it was a sharpie <laughs> nope <laughs> That's uh, that's cool. Yeah, because you did you post a picture of that one this weekend? I, did. I, I think when I was scrolling through that, I thought, oh, cool, you got you got another sharpie. That's awesome. Nope, it is. That's and, crazy. And my my photographer probably isn't the best. <laughs> like I said, I am when it comes to computers and that stuff. I'm super illiterate to that stuff. So is, me okay. getting on the is Zoom the, meeting was for you know or the this. Hey. Was, yeah, you're yeah, you're doing great. It's it's recording, everything's working, so we're doing good. But that's funny. I remember seeing that picture you posted. And I was like, oh, awesome! You got got a sharpie. Yeah, that's that's funny though. I guess I got to get better at my uh, my bird identification. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, even when I thought they got up, I just I just assumed because I knew they were grouse when they got up, and I just assumed that they were yeah. sharp tails right away, just yep. because of where we were at. Where, your like, location, yeah, yeah. I was like, there's no way they can be chickens out here. Yeah, and crazy enough, that's that's what they were. Yeah. And so that's crazy. Cause, cause prairie chickens, we, I mean, I haven't talked a lot about prairie chickens on this, this podcast at all. Are they, uh, they're di- so Sharpies you're finding, you know, we're finding them in the, that short grass yep. similar with the, um, prairie chickens, but they, they need more of that pasture land. Right. And more of that. Like, like how do they differentiate in your I, experience, I guess, than I guess Sharpie. The stuff, I've, I've found almost all my chickens in, more that crp type grass okay um so, so even a little bit th- even a little bit more like pheasant grass a little bit yeah, right yeah okay. i mean and, and i've seen them get out of they'll still go up I've, I've got them out of that you know shorter grass too but i've also kicked them out of that waist high grass okay interesting and so you know and i i guess I, i'm not necessarily the expert when it comes to that stuff or any, <laughs> any means sure, but sure. It, you know, i guess the further west and and north you go, you're gonna find those 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 sharp tails. Um, I know you can get a mixed bag when you go up to oh the 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 national forest, I guess that they call yeah, them which is so confusing. Can we just yeah. say can we say that's confusing? The which national forest, Halsey, yeah, at Halsey. That yep. uh, I think it's McKelvey. McKelvey, yep. And, and then, then there's the one real far northwest. Uh, I forget. Is that, is that just called the Nebraska National Forest? Um, I, I'm trying to think. It's like northwest corner. Oh, the, I think there's a grassland. Oh, yeah, that is, is that a grassland. you're talking about, northwest, yep. way yep. up there. Yeah. I think there's a grassland up there. Um, okay. I don't know what they call it up there. Yeah, I forget the name. Um, yeah, because I've, yeah, I've only hunted... Um, the, the net again, national forest. I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why it's called the forest. Um, when I was, when I was first going out there, I, had, I did a ton of research. I'm like, 
where's, you know, I was looking for public land and all that. I'm like, where's all the public land? I heard, I keep hearing about the sand hills and public land. You know, and I saw these forests. I'm like, well, those are forests. There's no grass, grassland there. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm such a dummy. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's, it's like you said, it's, it's very, very deceptive on, on, on that. Um, it but, is just, yeah, just by the name. Yes. And, oh. and so, and so I, I would say where to find the difference to try to find sharp tails to, to prairie chickens um, I would say finding the, the sharp tails will be in that little bit shorter grass. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, oh, you're good. You're good. My apologies. I should have put that on. Uh, <laughs> no, no, on you're good. Mute. You are good. Um, so, did, did it take you a little while? So once you start, you know, targeting Sharpies and chickens, did it take you a little bit to, cause a concern I hear from other people that they say, you know, they're nervous of, you know, if they're targeting Sharpies, they're nervous. They're going to mistake it for a hen pheasant or things like that. Did it take you a little bit to adapt to that? You know, when, when they, when yeah, they I would think right at the, right at the get go, it was very, very tough. And just because I'd never hunted grouse before, um, you know, I watched the first time I went out, I, I got online and looked at a bunch of pictures <laughs> yeah. and watched a bunch of videos just to try to like, make sure that I was, you know, identifying correctly. And, sure. and when I first started, I was, you know, just like, I started like hunting pheasants, mm-hmm. you know, I walked the edges yeah. and I stayed out of the, the, the middle of the, f- or the middle of the fields or the ridges. I just I was like, well, they got to be on the edge of the field, just like pheasants. Mm. And so just kind of watched more YouTube videos and listened to some people's podcasts. And it's like, oh no, you got to get on the hillsides. You got to get mm. on top. Sure. And so I just really that, that first year, I just kind of stumbled upon them. Um, I'd say that second year after kind of, you know, really getting bit by that bug, (laughs) you know, doing more research and do as much of that as you can. Um, I think it makes it a lot easier. Oh, definitely. Definitely. We, yeah. Once that first season was kind of, you know, luck for me, I kind of, you know, again, did enough research where I knew what I was kind of looking for, but once you find a little bit of success, then you can kind of you know, put a, a, a better game plan together for that next year. Cause you, yeah. you, you see more things, you, you know, a little bit more. And again, we're all, we're all learning. We're all figuring things out as we go. And so I think every, every season, hopefully every hunt, we can all get a little bit better. I think the big thing also is to, you know, you got to get out and walk Yeah, and you got to get out there and, and, you know, you know, scout or walk a field. And if you don't see anything, Hey, they may just not be there that day. Come totally. back later, walk totally. it again. Totally. And, and like I said, the big thing is, is, you know, with those ridge tops, again, oh man, I got, I got two phones here <laughs> oh, you're both going you're off a, at the same time. You're I a double, phone. you're a double phoner. <laughs> one's my work phone and one's my, uh, all good. My personal one. So apologies to that again. No, you're good, man. And, and so I think that's the big thing is just getting out there and burning up boot leather to try to, yeah. to find them. Yeah. And there, you might walk a, oh, there's fields that I've, shot birds in and I'll go back and the next couple times and not see a single bird. Yeah. So it just depends on if they're there at that time or, or not. Yeah. There, there definitely is some luck involved in this whole yes. thing. We, we call up on hunting, you know, I think, I think, I don't think we all want to admit that, but there is some just darn good luck that happens or bad luck. Um, like you said, there could be a field maybe for years that, you know, is a top producer. It always has birds and, you know, certain time of the day, they might not be there. 
Yeah, I agree. It just depends. Yeah, my uh, my buddy he mentioned that to me this year. We were out hunting for prairie chickens, and um, you know, we were talking about you know kind of not leaving a spot. Like there was this huge chunk of land we were working, and um, we kind of talked going into it of hey, if we don't see the birds here the first walk, like let's stay here and just take a break, take a lunch, and go back at it. You know, later on, just because you never know, birds could have been out feeding in another area you know, coming back. And so that's always a good point to keep in mind of, you know, they might not be there at 8am, but try at 4pm or something like that. Oh, exactly. Hit it different times of the day. Um, like you said, I, I, I think if it was predictive, you know, they were that predictable and I don't think it'd be any fun. (laughs) Exactly. I I mean, I think there's, you know, having those, you know, fails and successes and I think makes part of hunting and making it enjoyable. Absolutely. Absolutely. It does. Um, tell me about your dog a little bit. Packer. Now, is he named after the Green Bay Packer? I have to ask. He, he, he is. He is. He is okay. named after the Green Bay Packers. So okay. I, I had yep. a hunch. I had a hunch. So, yep. He's a four-year-old male Brittany. Um, I got him out of a kennel out of Brighton, Colorado. Okay. And um nothing, nothing super crazy. I've never done any hunt trials with him or anything like that. We okay. uh we you know, started out, I think like a lot of people did. I bought a, bought a book. There you go. You know, the uh, real, I think it was a uh, gun dog gun dog. Yeah. Uh, I think we all, we all have that book. <laughs> yep. And so I read that and watched a lot of YouTube videos, listened to a lot of podcasts and, um, you know, just started working day one on those basic commands, come and sit and yeah. a lot of those things. Um, that's awesome. That's I'm awesome. probably a little bit different than a lot of people. I don't, I have an e-collar. Yeah. Um, I didn't, uh, I'm not super familiar with them again, electronics are <laughs> yeah, you're my, like, yeah. my best thing. And sure. you know, growing up, we didn't have them. And so it was pretty, pretty new to me to see electronic sure. collars. Yeah. And so I did everything with a whistle. Wow. And so that's awesome. Kudos yeah. to you. And that's, so that's I, cool. I, I didn't want to get a collar on and not know what I was doing and just sure. like ruin him. Oh yeah, totally. And so I, I, I went with a whistle and a check cord and that, dude, you went, you went the old school route. That's awesome. Yeah. That's and awesome. Like I said, we, we just go out and, and just like I said, with pigeons. And I think I, I did the, the wing on a, on a, on a wing, wing on a string. Yep. 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 <laughs> did that. And then, um, Worked our way up to some live birds. Um, I uh, so, so were I, you were you just kind of kind of walking through steps that you were learning, you know, reading about, and just kind of follow, like following along, you know, bird introduction, gun introduction, things like that. Yeah, and, and I kind of had an, an idea, plan, and what I wanted in my head. Yeah, um, I was like, hey, this is kind of where I want to be. Um, you know, I, the big thing was, you know, growing up with the dogs that we had, we had two Britneys growing up. Mm-hmm. We just bought them. I think we bought one from a, a, some friends from church. Sure. And then we bought um, the other one out of a, a uh, oh, drawing a blank of what it is, uh, a parking lot. Okay. We were, it was a, we were at a gun show on a weekend. And okay. there, was, there was a guy at the end of the gun show parking lot. Selling a Britney. Britney's. <laughs> and so we ended up bringing one home. And, uh, you know, there wasn't any, like, formal training. We just, we just went hunting with them. Sure. <laughs> and sometimes they'd see a deer and they would run and run and run and run. And you couldn't get them to come back until they were just done running. <laughs> yeah, yeah, until they were tired. 
And, and I didn't, and I, I didn't want that, you know, I, yeah. again, it, they were good dogs, but they just, you know, they just didn't have any of that basic training, you know, sure. like come back sure. and, and stuff like that. And so we, uh, did that, uh, basic training to start and then just kind of slowly introduce birds and, um, you know, again, gunfire, you know, I did want to have that, uh, gun shy dog. Sure. And so we slowly introduced gunfire and nice. next thing you know, we, I didn't, I didn't, uh, get too crazy and buy like a bird <laughs> trap or sure. a bird, you know, to hold launcher. Yep. Yep. So I just took some chicken wire out in the garage and made my own and there you go. <laughs> and I just got creative a lot of it. You know, I didn't, uh, you know, have a yeah. you know, ton of money to, 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 to spend on stuff like that. So. Sure. I just got creative and good for, good for you for, you know, kind of putting, again, putting your own plan together, doing your homework, doing your research and, and doing what did doing what worked for you. That's you and, got, you got to start somewhere. And then, you know, just worked our way up just, you know, pointing pigeons in a trap and then letting them go. And, you know, I think the, the, I did not force fetch Packer. Uh-huh. Um, and so, you know, he would retrieve like right early. He would, we would play fetch in the backyard sure. and stuff like that. And he would be all right with that. Yeah. But once he got like live bird or birds in his mouth, he just really was not interested in, yeah. you know, retrieving like a tennis ball or anything sure. like that. But man, when he goes to, uh, comes to birds, he yeah. loves going and getting them. It's no, he, oh, the he, he does. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. And, and, and he's really good. I, good about bringing for the most way back. Yeah, he won't yeah. necessarily sometimes bring it all the way back. To sure. You, but close but enough. Yeah. Pretty That's... good about bringing it back most of the way back. And yeah, I think the best I saw was obviously um, we went dove hunting this year uh-huh. and he is just ecstatic. He'll just sit there and just stare at you. Oh, that's once awesome. The safety, once the safety goes off, his head just pops up. <laughs> and, go time. Go time. Yep, it's time. It's time to go. And is amazing. It was, it was amazing to watch him at year four, you know, where he's at, you know, yeah. with, with, with that stuff. That's really cool. And and no force fetch or anything like no, that. No force fetch. Nope. It's just something that he just cool. kind of so develops and got better with time almost. It sounds like. Yes. Yes. That's really cool. Cause my, my, uh, my male gauge, he did that. He were, he was real young. He he'd fetch bumpers and tennis balls, things like that. Um, but then when we, uh, you know, got into birds and hunting, he's like, yeah, I'm good. I did my job. I pointed it <laughs> and then yep. kind of lost interest in, in retrieving altogether. Um, so I, I did force fetch him. Um, and, and now he'll, he'll fetch anything, which is great. But, um, I don't know if it's a, I, I, I hear, I do hear it's a generally the Brittany thing that, you know, they're not stellar retrievers, but it depends on the line you get and, and all, all that kind of stuff. But, um, but yeah, it, it is fun seeing them bring a bird back. Oh yeah. And it is. And especially, you know, it's that, that success, you know, it's all paid to, you know, it's, it's all the, the, the circle has come all the way around you know, the point <laughs> yeah. to shoot the retrieve. And oh yeah. Retrieve. Yeah. It, it completes the uh, trifecta. Um, I was looking at some pictures of him on your uh, Instagram right now. He's a good looking Brit. I really, I really like him. And so he's, he's, he's about 40 pounds. Um, okay. He, he'll, he'll kind of, he'll, you know, obviously in the off season, we probably don't uh, run as much as we do, you know, during hunting season. Sure. Sure. So, so he fluctuates kind of between that, you know, probably 39 to 42 pound range. And yeah. 
somewhere and in there. Go from there. That's yeah. awesome. What um what vest are you running on him? I see you have a vest on him. A couple, yep. pi- couple pictures. Just the Cabela's, the Cabela's vest. That. Okay. Um, yep. I think it's like nice. twenty four ninety nine. I just picked up a brand new one. Oh, nice. I took the one off this or uh, after after yesterday's. It was pretty much falling apart. Oh so. really? Okay. And I, yep. Nice. And I'd gotten three seasons out of it. Nice. So. Okay. Very cool. Now, so, it looks like it fits him pretty well. Get some. Yep some undercarriage protection. Yep. And, and like you said, we'll just run hard and he just won't have any hair left on his chest. Yeah. That was, that was gauge our Montana trip this year. He, uh, he was pretty raw <laughs> underneath yes. it. And I didn't, I didn't run a vest on him and I uh, wish I would have. And so, it, like you said, I think, you know, eventually it'll grow back, but it's one yeah. of those things where it's, I think I've only got one right now. And and sure. so I'd like to eventually change that, but yeah, yeah. Um, I try to keep, you know, keep them in the, in the fight as long as possible. <laughs> Definitely. Um, you know, cause keep. it, and usually we'll try to hunt most weekends. And so, or when are my, my days off are. Yeah. And so That's... we'll, we'll try to push hard and I mean, it'll be anything from, um, you know, I guess I don't have any way to track his mileage, but I, I I'll track mine on Onyx, and so sure. I, I'd say anywhere from seven or that six to seven miles to to mm-hmm. fifteen miles a day. Yeah. Oh, he's doing he's doing long. yeah easy fifteen. And 20, so I just do the times then. three method. Yeah. yeah. And so you know, usually by the time the weekend's done, he is shot. Oh, I, I bet. I bet. He is shot. Well, today's Monday. He's he's probably recuperating still right yep, from the weekend. Yep. <laughs> Who's that, who's that uh is that lab in a couple photos with him a black lab yep that is my uh my that is my girlfriend's okay dog yep that is owen okay he is a yep, just a male lab and nice. and so it's kind of a interesting hunting hunting partner you know yeah um he wasn't trained to pheasant hunt at all <laughs> and so you know she trained him to duck hunt okay and so um we just kind of went out and started uh hunting with him and nice. Yeah. He's a great retriever. Oh, that's nice. It's, yep. That's and really I tell nice. you what, he can retrieve uh, empty shotgun shells. Amazingly. No way. <laughs> yeah. Then that and nice that little deep, benefit. Yeah. And that deep grass, oh, I'll just yeah. call him over and he will find those empty shotgun shells that, uh, that fall down. On the I have not heard of someone doing that with their dog, but that's brilliant. Wasn't, wasn't trained by anything. means. <laughs> it just, it just by accident. And, that's but pretty yeah, we'll cool. Just call him over if we can't find a shotgun shell that we dropped and <laughs> bent one, and we'll get it. And he'll find it. Yeah, that is pretty cool thing. Um, I was going to ask you about your uh, your Brittany. Oh, I just lost my uh, lost my train of thought. But um, so tra- training without the collar is there? Was that all just in the those um, the gun dog books? Because I've only heard of one other person doing that. Um, um, you know, obviously I think the book that, that Walters wrote, cause that was all before e-collars. So that 60s, had to have been seventies. And, you know, I, I, I just, I just was not super familiar with how e-collars worked Yeah, and I just was super, super nervous about putting one on and just messing the whole process sure. up. Sure. And, and, um, I think if I would, you know, when I get another one, I obviously will probably probably do a lot more reading and probably do one with a knee collar. Sure. So I think it's got a lot of benefits. Yeah. Um, it basically, if you, you know, use correctly, it's basically a longer check cord. 
Yes. Right? You know, in, in, a, in a sense, yeah. lets you, lets you use, bring that check cord, which I have yeah. a couple behind me here. Um, great tool. I mean, check cords are in, uh, invaluable and uh, I think the e-collars just let you do those things, what you're doing a little bit further out, which is nice. Yep. And, and I think you can, you know, um, you know, you don't have to necessarily have that loud whistle blow when trying to get them to come back or trying to sure. change directions or anything like that. Um, you can just do that vibrate or that small tone yeah. and, you know, to do those. And so I, I, there's a lot more benefits. And then obviously with the tracking side of it. Oh, sure. You know, is, is, is amazing. Yeah. Especially uh, if you've got a wide ranging dog. Yeah. Or, oh, definitely. I, I think the next, the big one is, is if you're hunting next to an unpicked cornfield, I, uh, I remember the first year we were hunting a field right, right up next to a cornfield yeah. and I just kind of lost track of where he was at the moment. And for the next few minutes, I had no idea where he was. Yeah. And the That's... wind was blowing oh, inside of a, you know, right up next to that. I'm sure he couldn't hear my whistle sure. inside that cornfield. Eventually he came back. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's never been an issue again, but sure. I think just being able to know where your dog is, it yeah. gives you that, gives you that peace of mind for sure. Yeah. And, and I think the other thing is, is once that dog goes up over a hill mm-hmm. and you have no idea, Hey, are you blowing your, are you pulling yeah. your dog off of a point? Are you yeah. pulling them off or what's over there? Yep. And so there's a lot of times I'll let Packer go up over a hill mm-hmm. and I won't call him back until I walk over the hill just until you can see. That. Yeah. Cause yeah, just like you said, he could be working scent or he could be on point or, yep. you know, Cause I've done the thing where, Hey, I know, I know better than my bird dog. He doesn't know where <laughs> the birds are at. Oh, good. I'm glad someone else has done that because yeah, I, I, and so I, I was like, Hey, come over here. And he's working. And then the birds get yeah, up and it's yeah. like, Oh, well, I should listen to my dog. Yeah, exactly. Or you're like, they're like, I think they're over this way. So you try to like, get over here, get over here. And you're trying to, you know, pull them right when they're going left. And it's like, Oh, there goes, there goes the, the uh, cubby of sharp tail. Yes, exactly. It's like, oh my gosh, I'll never do that again. Yeah, and then exactly. you do it again. And then you, you do, do it. Like, exactly. It's like, we, why can't I learn? We're a lot slow, slower learners than our dogs are. Yes. Exactly. Um, how's this, uh, how's this season shaping up for you so far? It looks like you've had some, uh, some good luck with Sharpies, you know, you no know, pheasants just opened up. Are you, are you pretty optimistic about the, uh, 2021, 22 season? You know, I was, I was pretty nervous about, uh, um, you know, obviously the drought, we didn't have a lot of rain. Um, we also didn't have a lot of hailstorms. Okay. Um, so, I mean, so there was some plus in that too. Um, I, I, I say what made me ner- the most nervous was usually you'll see a lot of chicks running around the gravel roads, sides of the gravel roads mm-hmm. for pheasant wise, um, and saw very, very little to almost none hmm. this year. Wow. along the side of the gravel roads. So I was kind of real nervous about yeah. that. Um, September 1st came around. Um, it was hot and really dry. Mm. So when we went out, we, we weren't able to hunt very long. Yeah. Um, just because that, it just got so hot. And then I was burning through um, a lot of water. Oh, sure. And so, and we made it real tough was usually when you'd wake up in the morning and the seasons in the past, you'd have a lot of dew on the grass. Yeah. We had no dew. Really? Yep. So, I mean, so there was just no scent. Yeah. Um, so, and, you know, we stumbled across a few cubbies. Um, they were a little smaller than they okay. have been in the past. Or sometimes we would find two cubbies in a field. We'd probably only find one. Okay. So, um, hmm. and then obviously 
and September started, or I'm sorry, October pheasant season kicked sure. off. This, yep. And so I had a couple spots where in the past we, you know, we kind of know where they kind of bunch up. The pheasants would bunch up in the early mornings to kind of get that sun. Sure. And so we actually saw some pretty good numbers. First nice. field we walked, I think we kicked up oh, 10 or so pheasants and um, found a covey of shark tails in that same field. Yeah. And then um, went to another little spot and found probably just as many pheasants in that same field as okay. well. Nice. Um, opening, opening, opening day is usually pretty tough because if you're not in the field right away, there yeah. uh, somebody else is going to be there. So yeah, how how are uh, hunter numbers? You guys see some people out there? Yeah, yeah, okay. saw a lot of lot of lot of lot of lot of people. A uh, okay. lot of lot of Colorado vehicles. Okay, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I think I think we all. We all, uh, yeah, we all go there. Let's be honest. I'll call, the Colorado's, Colorado's okay. It's it's okay. I, I think, um, you know, I, someone called me out one time. They're like, you're, you're too hard on Colorado, but I've covered a lot of ground in Colorado and numbers have not been fantastic. So, uh, and so I think, I think is your guys season open next week? Uh, two, two, two more weeks. Two more yeah. Weeks. We got November 13th. Yeah. So we got two more okay. weeks. So it's the same as Kansas. Kansas opens up late. Okay. So we got a little bit, a little bit longer. Um, Nebraska, I was, I was talking with a buddy. Nebraska's hard because it, it always opens up. It seems to open up right around on Halloween usually or, or right around Halloween. Yes. And so that's always tough with kids and uh, just all that, all that good stuff. But we're like, come on, you got to make it like a day earlier or a day later. <laughs> yeah. They, I think they pretty much, I think it was a few years back. They set it for that last Saturday. Yeah last Saturday in on October. And so, yeah. but yeah, it does make it tough for, yeah. you know, if you got to travel, cause you, like you said, sure. Halloween is right there. Yeah. I had a, I had a work event Saturday, so I wasn't able to go out. Uh, I was toying with going Sunday and uh, Sunday, you know, obviously being Halloween and uh, the wife was cool with it. Surprisingly. She's like, yeah, yeah, you can, you can go out if you want to. She's like, well, what time you'd be home though? I was like, well, that's a, that's a gray area. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't end up going out, but, um, yeah. Lots well, of season left. Lot, lot. Yeah, no, lots I know that's a nice season. thing. Lots of season. And Nebraska, nice things they go until end of January. So that's, you got, yes. And it does for a nice long season. And it does. so, I mean, there's, there's this weekend, there's a break. And then, uh, I think it's the, uh, 13th of November starts rifle deer season out here. So, okay. Yep. And so obviously rifle deer season gets real busy on public ground. Oh yeah. 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 And so, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of people moving and oh, shooting yeah. deer and, I didn't, and, I didn't and think about so that. Yeah. So it makes it, makes it kind of tough. And can you, can you technically still hunt? You can. Yeah. You yep. can. Okay. Yep. I think, um, you just, so you don't have to wear orange obviously to, you know, but during deer rifle season, you oh, I'm wearing, I'm wearing full orange. Yep. It's, I think, I think, I mean, it, you might actually get written a ticket. I think if oh, you're not wearing it in your pheasant hunting, you know, sure. It is. You do have to wear it during pheasant season or yeah. during rifle deer season. You've got to wear it. Oh even, yeah. Even though you're hunting something else, you've got to wear it. Okay. So that opens the 13th. That opens the 13th and it runs 10 days. So then it closes on the 21st. So. Okay. I might, I might try to get out before that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like you said, you know, but usually I, there's that first big push for, you know, an opening weekend and yeah. everybody goes out and then after that, it really tapers off. Yeah. Yeah. That's know, a nice for, part for, too. Is depression. Yeah. You can wait, a, wait a little bit and you know, again, there's nothing wrong with late season. I mean, I've, I've still found birds in late season and mm-hmm. you know, so they're, they're still out there for sure. They are. And, and like you said, there's still a little corn left. Um, 
Yeah. There's a lot of corn that's been picked just because it's been so dry. Mm. And so, um, did you guys, did you guys have any, like, um, I don't know if they call it like emergency haying practices go on where they, they tore up a lot of fields at all this year? No. Cause it was so dry. No, they did. It was, okay. I've found a couple fields where they have, uh, that have had been really good success. Okay. And you go out there to check or, you know, kind of do that pre-scouting and <laughs> you get up there and it's like, uh, gone. Oh, it's no. all been hayed oh, and all wow. bit of it. And so oh. you just kind of just like, okay, well, we'll try it next year. Yeah. And so, um, it, it gets a little, it's kind of discouraging because like you said, sure. I'm going to try this space and this place, but you know, just having lots of, you know, other spots to go to, you know, you, I think you're just going to find it. And it's just something that you're just going to have to kind of, it's part of the, what you have to yeah, deal with. Yeah, it's part of it. It's part of it. Yeah. Nothing's, you know, you got to put in the work and the drive time to, you know, go, like you said, preseason, check your fields, check, you know, see what you're, you're walking into. There's a, there's a couple on X pins I've, I've had saved over the years um, that I look back on and there's a pin there still, but there's no uh, walk-in <laughs> anymore. <Yes. laughs> it's, it's not enrolled anymore. So, you know, yeah, I look at that initially, I was kind of bummed, but it's like, you know what, there's lots of new areas I can try. And there is, and, and and I think that's probably one of the best part is just I'll open up the either the 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 walk-in access map or the Onyx and just say, hey, I'll you know this is my week, this is my plan for the weekend, and I'll pick a day and on a weekend and say, hey, I'm going to try to hunt these fields, and I'll just drive as far one direction as I can, and then I'll just start hunting my way back to the house, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so and there's nothing wrong, and you'd be surprised how many you'll find a brand new place. Totally. You know, I found a place last year's an old farmstead and hunted it a couple times last year and shot some good, some quite a few roosters off of it. And, yeah. and uh, my girlfriend was able to get a cubby of quail up and take a pair out of it. So nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It force, forces us to try new places and, you know, new areas that we, we wouldn't normally have, uh, have done, but um, yeah, man, that'd be, that'd be fun. I'd, I'd love to try to get out with you this year and maybe, yeah. maybe, you know, I've, I've hunted, I haven't hunted around Sydney a ton. Um, but, uh, a little bit here and there and not that, not that far from me. So. Yeah. Yeah. Love like that. you said, let me know and yeah. we'll, we'll make a weekend out of it. So. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That'd be awesome. Um, Zach, uh, one thing I love to ask every guest and just kind of get their, their opinion on and just, or their advice, really, you know, a new hunter out there new hunter, um, maybe someone just picked up their first bird dog. Um, what's some advice that you would give them as they're heading into maybe their first season, maybe they're waiting for that Colorado opener or that, you know, Kansas opener, you know, what's, what's something you would tell them? Um, I'd say the big thing is, is, um, you know, especially if you get a brand new dog, um, just go out and hunt, get as many bird contacts as you can, um, do that, you know, wild birds and a bird dog is probably the best thing you can probably do. Um, I know there's obviously planted birds and some stuff like that, but I think you, it, it, there's a difference between that, you know, those, those, those planted birds and there's getting those wild birds. Um, the other thing is to go out and walk as many miles as you can. <laughs> yes. You know, that's, and, and you don't be afraid to walk five or six fields and not see a bird. Eventually it will come around. You know, yeah. and, and like you said, Onyx maps is your best friend, <laughs> best That's, friend. That is, that is your absolute best friend. So, but yeah, just get out there and hunt. That's, you know, do as much of it as you can. Mm -hmm. 
So, and if you, if, if you, you know, ask questions too, yeah. you know, that's the next thing is, you know, find somebody on Instagram, find somebody that's out in that area and say, Hey, you know, this is, I'm new to it and reach out to them and see if they can give you some pointers on some locations. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And this, this community so, is community is fantastic of people. Um, you know, you know, myself, yourself, other, other great people out there are willing to, you know, point you in the right direction, share some advice some knowledge, um, just to get you going in the right direction. I, I couldn't agree more. I agree. Awesome. And, and I also agree about the miles. <laughs> you gotta, yeah. you gotta walk. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, even, even myself, I've had days, I've had birdless days, I've had birdless fields. And I think we all need that reminder too of, Hey, eventually it's going to happen. You got to get to put in that time. And, and, uh, it might be frustrating in the moment, you know, like, Oh, didn't see a bird, but yeah. it's going to happen. Keep going, keep going. And it gets really frustrating when you finally get a nice point, the bird gets up and you shoot and you miss and the bird flies away. And it's like, Oh, I just walked 10 yeah. miles. That's almost mind. worse than not finding a bird. <laughs> I'd agree. That is almost worse when you, when you get to, yeah, your dog did the work, you found the birds and you miss. Yes. It's or, happened. or you forget to load your gun. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know if I've ever had that one, but I, oh, well, let me rephrase that. I've, I've shot at some birds and I thought I re- put more rounds back in the gun and I only had like one left or something <laughs> like that. And so, or, oh, yeah, I, it, or, the, it, and it's tough where you have those easy shots, you know? Oh yeah. The layup shots. Are just sitting there and floating yep. and you're, and, and you go boom, boom, boom. And you're yeah. like, keep flying. And you're yeah. like, Holy cow. What that just happened? What just happened? <laughs> like, yes. It's those easy ones where, uh, Gage pointed a, a rooster and can't, no, it was in Nebraska last year. And, uh, the, I mean, the, it was on the edge between a cornfield and uh CRP and he was on point. I walk up and I it almost acted like a, like a pen raised bird. Like I was kicking grass to try to get this thing up. And kick some grass as two roosters fly, two of them, and they, one goes oh. each direction. And they were like from you know me and five five feet away. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be so great. I'm gonna double. This is gonna be awesome. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna take the bird on the left. One shot, nothing. Two shots, nothing. It's like, oh my gosh, I went from thinking I was gonna double to no birds down. Oh, that still haunts me. Oh, and it's, it's like you said, you'll be shooting great one day and the next day it just falls apart. Yeah. It, it, we all have those days. You know, I, I think I started out the season. Um, I sh- shot four, four grouse. I mean, uh, throughout, you know, whatever it was, I had four yeah. grouse and yeah. I'd shot four shotgun shells. <laughs> and then we went and found some prairie chickens and literally it all fell apart at when I found <laughs> I had and, and, and like, and so it it's, happens. Yeah. It's where that, that, that good luck comes in play sometimes. It does. It's, it's, it's like baseball. Yeah. You know, when you're, when you're batting like a 300, you're, you're, uh-huh. you're amazing. Sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And if someone says they don't have those days, then well, they're, they're lying. Oh, I'd agree. I'd we, agree. we all have those. Um, awesome, man. Well, let's, uh, we're going to go through what I call a rapid fire round. We're going to go over a couple questions for you. Um, just kind of give me your off the cuff answer and, uh, we'll go from there. Right. Awesome. Uh, f- we're going to start with this favorite dog breed besides the Brittany. And I, I'm probably going to say wire hair. Wire hair. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. I, uh, uh, is it Eric Forrester on uh, YouTube? He, oh yeah. 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 He runs those. I just love watching him 
work those dogs. Yeah. No, they're cool looking dogs for sure. And, and so I think if I ever, you know, had to step away, that'd probably be kind of my direction would yeah. that, that short coat, that kind of that real short coat wire hair. Totally. Totally. They, they got some, they got some go in them for sure. Yes. They do. Would, uh, would you, would you kind of look at another, if you got a second dog, will you look at a Brittany? Will you look at a wire hair? What you kind of, what are you thinking? I'd probably do a Brittany. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I just love, you know, that it's kind of that, I wouldn't say small, but he's intermediate, yeah. I guess, size, yep. um, you know, and they just have prayed that, that drive was, yeah. you know, insane, even at four, you know, just to hear them, you know, like you said, you get getting ready to load them in their kennel and they're just screaming. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just screaming <laughs> to go hunting and, yeah. and, and he'll just hunt all day for you. Yeah. That's awesome. I, so, I, I agree. What, uh, what gun are you carrying out into the field? Um, probably the one I, I shoot the best. So I, I guess I, I really enjoy shooting different guns. And okay. so I, I don't like necessarily lock down to one gun all the time. Um, yeah. the one I probably shoot the best is, a uh, the cheapest probably I've got is <laughs> an 870 express 20 gauge. Okay. Nice. And, um, 28 inch barrel. Nice. But, um, you know, I'll just pick a day and it's like, Hey, I'm going to uh, throw in, I've got a, you know, 16 gauge Winchester model 12. Okay. Um, I've also got my grandpa's, um, so it'd been the gun my dad learned on. And then he gave yeah. me Oh wow. here just recently is a Winchester model, um, Winchester model 1897. Okay. So it's a 12 gauge, but it's got a hammer. Oh really? The back of the gun. Oh yeah. wow. And so oh, 30 crazy. inch long full choke barrel. Dang. Um, <laughs> and so, but yeah, I would, I would say just, you know, different, different guns and I'll pick one for the day. And yeah, that's cool. You switch it up a little bit and yeah. have fun with them. Yeah. It just, it just kind of is like, Hey, it's kind of cool to take a bird with something that's, you know, that has some, some memorabilia to it. So oh, absolutely. Some sentimental value to it. And, and so, but, um, I would say the one I shoot the best and the one I took my upland slam with was that yeah. wind or that Remington 870 express. Okay. Nice. I bought it used from a friend at work and that's awesome. That's a, and that's 250 bucks for it. So. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> um, I didn't know. I honestly didn't know they made those in uh 20 gauge. I thought, oh, the, yeah. I thought the, uh, the eight seventies were only, I don't know why I thought that, but I thought they were only 12. Yeah. They actually make it in 410, 28. 2016 and 12. Wow. That's so you, awesome. I mean, they've got it in everything. So, yeah, that's cool. My, my buddy has one. That was, that was his first shotgun. He, he loves it. Yeah. They're, they're great. I, yeah. I know they just, you know, they just switched hands and, and so they're just, yeah. they're, they're coming back out again. So, oh, are they cool? Yeah. Cause I know Remington, Remington went through something, right? I mean, did someone, someone yeah. buy that by them or. Yeah. They, I think there was a publicly traded company and it just kind of went through bankruptcy. Okay. And yeah. so the ammunition company got sold off and then the, the mm. firearm side of it got sold off to a different place. And gotcha. I think they've come back out with them. So cool. Cool. That's awesome. Look forward to seeing what they, what they do. Um, all right. Next one, favorite bird to hunt and why? Hmm. I'm probably going to say the grouse. Okay. Um, just it's, it's just awesome to see that, that, that group get up, that, that covey get up, um, you know, that, that bigger bird, you know, it's, yeah. it's just awesome. I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't really say what the, yeah. what makes it better than the other, <laughs> but I would say probably either chickens or, or, or sharp tails. So yeah. I mean, it's, they're, 
you know, they're fun, man. They're fun. They're, yeah. they, they get up in, you know, groups typically they, I, I like their train. I like, I like, I don't know. Yeah. Similar. I don't know what is exactly, but I love chasing those Sharpies. That's awesome. Okay, cool. Um, let's see. Favorite bird to hunt. Oh, uh, solo hunt with you and your dog or a, uh, a, a group hunt with a friend or two, uh, and your dog. Oh, man, you that's tough. That's <laughs> tough. Um, I don't like hunting in big numbers. Um, I don't like getting those, you know, those large group of people yeah. to walk through a field. I, I I'd say very small. Um, man, that's, that's a tough one. Cause <laughs> You know, maybe two or three extra guys is, is good, but okay. I would say just me and my dog just going out. Yeah. Um, and just just the two of us is probably it's pretty pretty awesome. I I, I probably had my best success um with with just me and my dog. Yeah. I don't know if it's just, you know, because I'll just I don't really have a plan when we hit the field. Yeah. Other than you can go anywhere, you can follow them wherever they go. And I don't have to worry about, Hey, is somebody keeping up with me? Do I need to drop back? I just set the bird dog down or set him down. And we just, I just follow him. We just follow the wind and it may be a zigzag pattern or a neck (laughs) pattern, but eventually. Yeah. Loop de loop (laughs) something. Yeah. I, I mean, remember one day we hit a piece of public. It just maybe just a dusting of snow within a hundred yards of the truck, we get a point bunch of bunch of pheasants get up and I shoot a pair and we work, we work the rest of that 800 yards to the other corner get another point. And I shot a limit in 37 minutes. Dang. That's awesome. On public ground. That's cool. Yep. And I was like, holy cow. Yeah. I don't know what what, what else I'm going to do the rest of the time. (laughs) I know, right. (laughs) That's where my mind would go like, well, crap, what do I do now? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we just went out and tried to sh- chase some grouse after that. But I would, that's I would cool. probably say the best is just me and my dog. Yeah, that's cool. I love it. Um, last one: uh, beverage of choice after a hunt. Oh, probably just a pop of. Oh, of there you go. Uh, nothing, uh, nothing in particular. Just a pop. Just a pop. Okay. Yeah, I, I, and I, I have to I have to comment. I like that you called it pop. I grew up calling it pop. Okay, and yeah. My, my wife converted me to call it soda now, but uh, <laughs> it's that Midwest in me. I don't know. I just I always it was pop to us. It was pop, yeah. you know. Pop. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, we'll just we'll hunt all day. Hit a gas station on the way out. And headed home and just grab a pop and snack. Yep. And there you go. At home. Love it. I'll have, to, I'll have to tell my wife I found someone else that calls it pop. Calls it pop. <laughs> Come to Nebraska. I yeah, think everybody it. calls it pop. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> good. That's why I like Nebraska so much. <laughs> it's good good people. I agree. Oh, man. Well, Zach, thank you so much, man. Uh, I, I really enjoyed chatting with you and uh, getting, to, getting to know you a little bit more, chatting Nebraska, chatting, you know, just all about the, uh, the birds that you guys have to chase. Yeah. Like you said, it's awesome. And like you said, thanks for reaching out to me. Like I said, first time I've ever done it. Nice. Pretty nervous about it. And <laughs> you, you didn't, didn't really great. know anybody, you know, was interested in, you know, my story. And, and so uh, and I, yeah. I follow you guys pretty regular on, on watching the, yeah. the dogs and you guys doing some training. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. Well, well thank you. Um, yeah, I, I love to see you chase, chase birds every weekend and, and seeing what you guys find. And I think that's uh, it's, it's pretty darn cool. So keep it up. We'll do. Yeah, Have a good awesome. one. You too, Zach. Thanks again for your time, and we'll uh, we'll be chatting to you. All right, sounds good. Bye bye. Bye. 
right, guys, that's a wrap of episode 30. Uh, Thanks again for tuning in. Thank you to Zach. Uh, Man, I had such a good time hunting with you uh, a few weeks ago. Packer, (laughs) thank you uh, for tracking down that wounded rooster I shot uh, on day one. Uh, That bird meant a lot to me, so uh, great job, little buddy, uh, finding that bird again. Uh, Meant a lot. Uh, Hey, guys, have a great rest of your week. Have a great Thanksgiving with your family. Uh, Just hopefully you're uh, getting out to hunt a little bit. Get those dogs out and uh, eat some good food. Be safe. (laughs) Don't have any... uh, turkey fryer accidents <laughs> um we're pretty lame i'm not gonna lie we uh we order a pre-cooked turkey breast yes i know i'm sorry i'm gonna get a lot of hate for that um but we just don't like dealing with the time it takes to cook and all that we like to cook and spend time on the sides so we just order a good old turkey breast i think we got a ham this year too that's already done and it's f- freaking fantastic it's like glazed with an inch of brown sugar and all that good stuff so anyways <laughs> have a good one guys take care oh if you're not lucky enough to hunt with or own a britney any bird dog is better than no bird dog go put some miles on those boots and have fun <laughs>